The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Nobody that can't believe Jamaica's got a running team. Ladies and gentlemen, against all odds, improbably, uh, Jamaica has won the little country that could. Jamaica has won all three uh, medals in the the 200 meter dash. It's a real underdog story, Justin, because the of course the favorite was the runner from Switzerland. Sure, and right, because of the hills. Yeah, and barely got beat out by the Jamaican three. Now it's uh, it's real. You don't think about that, but it it is hard to learn how to run without certain uh, natural aspects of the environment, like hills, like the snow, makes it hard. Like you really have to tr- you got to train your legs, your glutes, and your crutes to really get your legs up and over those snow mounts. Now, Travis, I understand that this Jamaican running team, which did take all three medals. In the 200 meter dash, uh, I understand it was coached by John Candy. Now, now, how and or why? Well, how is is the big question here, Justin? Because as you know, he's dead. Sure, and, right. And he's been dead for quite some time now. So mostly they just watched Wagons East over and over and over again mm-hmm. while they were running. They set up like a vid screen in their running complex to watch Wagons East. If you'll if you'll remember, there is that one scene in Wagons East where John Candy. And Matthew Perry uh, have to run away. I'm not thinking of the right movie. Nope, not not in no. the least. You're given. thinking of Shanghai Noon. Mm-hmm. Now, what movie is that that you're thinking of? You're thinking of Almost Heroes. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I, I made a Farley oh, candy goof. In, in case anyone was wondering, Almost Heroes was another movie poster I had on my wall for a long time. When let's I... be fair. First off, that's fucking bananas. But let's be fair. <laughs> John Candy was a very, a very fast man, very expedient. In yeah, his for one time. so large, quite graceful. In his in his prime, which is to say, when he was alive, John Candy could hoof it. Mm-hmm. This is my brother, my brother. Me, it's an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your baby brother, Griffin McElroy. God, I miss you, John Candy. I know, right? I, I, I genuinely do. He's so. Did you know that motherfucker shot? His entire role in Home Alone in a single day. Did you know that almost his entire part was improvised? That too, but still, one day in a... These Hollywood magic doesn't exist anymore because uh, every single second of the Avengers took four whole weeks to shoot. That's true. Every second, every frame. That's true. Actually, at one point... uh... Chris Helmsworth died and was replaced by his brother Liam Helmsworth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And no one noticed. No one Nobody noticed. even noticed. Do you think that'll happen to one of us someday? I, 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 I can only I, hope. Griffin, I can't be sure it hasn't already. Yeah, yeah. That's true. We all look so similar. With podcast magic these days? <sighs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, let's get right into the advice. How do you break up with something you, someone you aren't at something? Okay, that's easy. <laughs> Sorry, <okay>. desk. <laughs> I'm out of here. Sorry, we had a good run, coffee mug. You could tell Griffin and I just named the first things our eyes laid on. This is how improvisational comedy happens. Uh, don't say do you... no. Don't say no, and just name the things that you see in front of you. <laughs> Those are the two things. Recite them. Out yes, loud. and I see a cup holder. Um, how do you break up with someone you aren't actually dating? I connected with the gentleman on an online dating site. We started texting and went out on one coffee date. Then he started texting me all the time, making plans way too far in the future. Like, where would we go for Christmas dinner? Oh, no. He even sent flowers to my office. I tried to tell him he was coming on too strong, but to no avail. How can I break it off with him when it was never really on? That's from Mystified Miss in the Midwest. I I could probably shed some light on this situation, being probably the only one of the three of us who did did this. Who did okay. the online dating? 
I didn't. I mean, not that I went straight up Christmas crazy, but okay. Um, I uh, thought that's what you were saying. I don't like to think about where I'm having Christmas dinner. Yeah, right. Um. So what you do? Uh. And let me tell you from firsthand experience, it's very effective. Uh. Just don't ever respond to anything they say ever ever again, because that's the the real beauty of internet, is that you can just turn your. When I block somebody on Twitter, they die. Did you know that? I've heard that. They're dead. They they are for all intents and purposes. If I never see or talk to you or experience you ever again, you're dead. And that's no, really but the... Griffin, here's the one thing about this question, though, that freaks me out, is that she could totally easily do that, mm-hmm. but the gentleman has already sent flowers to her office. What if he just starts, like, bombarding her cubicle with, like, the teddy bears with, like, hearts as a, why don't you tweet me anymore? Ah, uh, that's I the other beauty you. of online dating, Travis, is... Uh... Uh, because this person is online dating, they are not going to be brave enough to do any of those things. Ah. So you are made in the shade. Just let this, just let this, uh, this Adam's half life just decay slowly. And do you then think? What about the gone. texts? Uh, the texts, psh, not a big deal. They're not going to keep that up. He's got a, he's got pride. You know, he's not going to let twelve texts go unanswered. Maybe you're, ten. You're suggesting full cold shoulder. I'm suggesting two cold shoulders. I know. This is what always happens to me. So wait a little while. Don't respond to them. And then in like a month, respond to one with, who is this? No, no, no. No, and I'll I'll tell you why. Because whenever I get that text from someone, I always just assume that they've gotten a new phone. And this is someone else who now has this phone number. It's like, uh, it's Travis. And they're like, oh. Okay. Wait, now how does it, I've never actually seen, but Travis is in the same room as me. I've never been able to see one of these bad ideas formulate in person. Travis, now can you explain? Now what, do you, is there... what, what is helped by texting them, who is this? I mean, then like, they get embarrassed and okay. either think that you've forgotten about them or that you're somebody new, and then they stop texting you. It's uh, way just a, better than a straight-up denial and shoot-down. You to pretend like you no longer know who they are. Justin, I imagine that when, when Travis is formulating one of these things, like a thick cloud of purple dumb smoke... <laughs> Like, starts to, like, comes out of his mouth and ears and just, like, en- envelops his entire body, here's forming the, a cocoon of idiocy. Here's the weird thing, you guys, are, you guys are not going to believe this, but steam just pours out of his ears. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Frank, he looks like Herman Munster. It's bizarre. Um, no, you, don't, don't. You said you'd never tell anyone that. Don't, don't rub the salt in the wound. Just let, just let him die. Well, it depends, but I'm just saying it depends on how he how quickly he picks up on it. If after like three texts and no response and like you blocking him on stuff, he's like, okay, great. I get it. I'm saying if he's still texting you like four times a day, every day for like two months, you can't just assume that he's going to get the hint and stop contacting you. Yeah. You got to do something. You got to step up. And I mean, at some point you might just have to say, if it gets to that point, just say like, Hey, I, I, this is done. This isn't going anywhere. This was never anything. Please don't contact me anymore. Oh, can we uh, can we do a sidebar? Sure. Uh, this is this is for the person on the other end of this question, which is to say, probably a few of our listeners, probably a lot of our listeners, if you're online dating, this is the worst. This is the this is the worst period. That's the end of the sentence. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Don't what do is this the worst? thing. You've done it all wrong from from A to Z. As cool you as you need to play up. it with regular dating. You need to play it nine hundred times cooler when you're when you're when you're doing it, that online stuff. Now, why is that, Griffin? Because because people when they meet online, they're like skittish little birds. They're like little birds, and if you try and squeeze them too tight in your hand, they will die in why your hand. Why are you squeezing birds? Because you love them so much. Now, at the begin because at the beginning you are distracted by the fact that you know. Your 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 relationship is built on a pretty thin basis, which is a computer thought we'd love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, eventually you'll have more to go on than that. But that's a pretty. But based on based on like my Amazon suggested buys, like a computer, I think is able to make that decision for us now. I think oh, a computer, no doubt, no I doubt. think a computer is there. Um, but what's great is on that first date, you have the option of just getting up and leaving, just late. And then, like, not having to worry about it ever again. 
Um, See, it's one of my favorite things about the website OkCupid, because it's built into the name of your acceptance of whatever the website tells you to do. Yeah, sure. OkCupid. Whatever you, you say. All right. You're driving this train. Let's uh, do yeah, this. Keep, keep it cool. Don't, just don't text. Don't. Just don't, don't bring up the words Christmas dinner ever again. Don't yeah. mention, when you are on a blind online date, holidays do not exist. Neither does your family. Live in, that, live in this moment. Keep it super fish. This what are you talking now. about? What are you eating and drinking? Those are the only two things <laughs> How about those Olympics? About. Use yeah. it. I'm well, giving that to you. Once she's done eating her dinner, it's gone. It never happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She might. You might need to eat a second dinner to, to really commit to the, how in the moment you're going to be. Now... If you're in your 50s or 60s, everything I just said, out the window. First date, start talking plans. Start right. figuring it out. Well, that's like old people catnip. They'll eat that up. Oh, it's, they love that They love shit. it. It's, it's old people optimism. They love that. Anything. You know I'm how thinking about around for Christmas? Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about building a shed. Oh, tell me more. How long is it going to take? Where are you going to get your supplies? The depot? You're going to totally be allowed to finish it. Mm-hmm. Griffin, Love that. I need a Yahoo answer question. Sure. Uh, here's one. It was sent in by Spummy or Spewmy. Still haven't decided. Thank you. It's by Yahoo answers user Carly, who asks, "Do teens in high school have parties like in Superbad? Because I have not once seen a party like that." <laughs> I am a junior now, and I haven't really seen it. Any of you guys been to parties like that? <laughs> I'm not a mom pretending to be a kid at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an undercover officer. Anybody see any parties? When underage kids are drinking, can I tell you the, the the best answer I have to this is that uh, there's a sort of a fraternity row here in Huntington where that I have driven past, and I think that there have been parties like that in there. Like it looks very fun. It yeah. looks like they're having a good time. I've, I've seen the after effects of a party and believe that once there was a party there, but I've never actually caught it in the act. Right. I if yeah, it's sort of. Like Oasis, like when I approach I, a party like that, it dissipates. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think if I think if everybody thinks back, I think everybody in their time goes to one party that is way cooler than they are, and you realize it in that perfect moment, like holy shit, I'm at a super bad party or an Animal House party if you're not twelve, and then. You just try to live it up. You try to just, you try to experience it as hard as you possibly can because it's never, ever, ever going to happen again. It's like Narnia. Once you go back looking for it, it won't be there. I remember mine. uh, We watched Jurassic Park on Laserdisc. Fuck me, Justin. That's the saddest thing. No, but later there was a uh, got pretty crazy because we watched a. Bootleg VHS of Into the Woods. So oh my that was Christ Child. It got pretty good. Pretty good. I don't have to deal with Travis's disapproving looks. He's like actually physically here looking at me. See, this is great because the people at home don't know how hard I'm judging Justin right now. To answer I went your to, question real hard. I think I went to one and I did not it was like a friend of mine was like, Let's go to this party and I thought it was going to be like every other party I went to but it ended up being, like, a full-blown, our parents are, like, his parents weren't even out of town. His parents were, like. Really asleep. His parents were, like, fucking going to see the lake house or something. And, <laughs> like, he was, like, we got an hour and a half window while they're entranced by Keanu Reeves. Let's do this. Let's, you know, let's drink and let's hanky-pank. And um, it actually got broken up by his parents while while I was there. Oh my God. I swear to God, that's the only time that's ever happened to me, and it felt it felt so. We left that party. I felt like some sort of conquering king. When I see that scene in in any movie where like, you know, it's gonna be pretty chill. I got a cheese plate for me and my six friends. Is that all that's coming? And then it's like, cut to the whole house like, full of teens, and somebody smashes a vase. And this scene is in basically every movie. Mm-hmm. There's like. Uh-huh. You know, hey, who are you, Dillop? No, I'm Phil. I live here. Okay, man, we're party on. That scene is more terrifying to me than any horror film I've ever seen. <laughs> I, gotta, I, I can't, cannot imagine. First off, it's bad enough that you're in a uh, 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 a huge, huge party. That's pretty brutal. But 
an introvert like myself, if you were planning, if you're looking forward to an intimate get together with friends, yeah. maybe a couple board games, and then it turned into a party. Oh my god! I want to puke worry. just thinking. I about would just it. call the police on myself. Excuse Could me. someone please come down here and help Things me break this up? Can you throw everyone out of my house except for the six people who I'm were so gonna scared. who were gonna play Cards Against Humanity with me? Please. <laughs> I was just planning a quiet risk night, and now I'm so scared. You were my risk night. That has an allure when you're young. Because um, when I was at that party and realized, like, oh, my God, this is an illegal party, I was so down. But I think it, at the tender age of 25, as I am now, I think if I I think if I think went to somebody's house and there's a crazy party going on outside, and it's like, hey, man, is this your house? And they're like, nah, man, I'm house-sitting for my brother. I would just be like, oh, thank you, and leave. Because <laughs> I don't want to be – I would be so uncomfortable at that party. This is – or you're breaking and entering, basically. Yeah. You know, I think back to – I remember being in college and – my roommate and best friend Brent and I would often like just try to find a party and we went through a period which was really weird where we would just like try to find like, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend anything so we weren't bored of meeting new people because we were hanging out with the exact same people every weekend and now I think about that and if I rolled up to a party and it was just crazy wild even if it was like my friends throwing the party how how just against it all I would be like yeah. oh man I just want to sit down like drink a glass of red wine. You get to this point where you realize room. I actually it actually happened to me in my fifth year of college. And no comments from the peanut gallery, but my fifth year what of college—that's that? my—that's my old man voice. Uh, my fifth year of college, we, I was talking to to my college friends, and we were like, "Where are the parties?" And then we realized we were like, "We ne- we never hear about parties going on anymore." And then it's like, "Hold on a second. I don't think people. We actually thought for a few minutes, like, why doesn't anybody do parties anymore? <laughs> why does everybody stop throwing parties?" And then I was like, "Wait a minute. Nobody asks us to go to them." <laughs> I work in an office where I spend most of my day sitting in a cubicle. My coworkers are older than me, and they decorate their cubes with pictures of their spouses, kids, and pets. Whenever they come into my cube, they always comment on how I haven't decorated it at all. Decorated it at all. Yeah, I got the right number. There we go. Uh, I am a single guy without any kids or pets, and I need some decorating ideas that are personal enough to be interesting, but still appropriate for work. Any suggestions? That's from Mementoless in Memphis. Oh, man. Now I'm bummed. Well, I mean, you could do toys. Like, I've got in my cubicle um, a Harry Houdini bobblehead, a Superman bust, and a donkey figurine from Shrek that talks. Go fuck yourself. What? Why? Griffin? No, Travis. You're an adult. I am an adult. adult. I'm an adult that works at a theater. You're going to be somebody's husband soon, and you have a Shrek toy on your desk where you work. He says, like, you know what everybody likes? Parfaits. You know, you never heard someone say, you want parfaits? says, hell no, I don't want a parfait. Parfaits are delicious. It's hilarious. Every that was time. word for word. <laughs> you have used this toy so much that you have memorized that entire soliloquy. It's great. It's a good thing. And he also makes jokes about Shrek farting. He says, like, shoo, Shrek. You just rip one off. I have my mouth open and everything. It's pretty great. I'm just saying. It's just a pretty good thing. Justin spit coffee all over his keyboard. He had to go. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he's cleaning it up now. Um, okay. Um, what an idiot. You're so dumb. stupid Shrek doll. What about, um, you, there's gotta be something you like, right? What about Doctor Who? Mm. Put a bunch of Doctor Who memorabilia. <laughs> Here's what I, I, I also have a Dalek clock. That's, That's what, what Sydney's got in her office, and it looks awesome. Got a bunch of doctor figures and uh, adipose and um, river song. It's great. You guys, you guys are thinking about the fashion of the desk, uh, what it's going to do for you. What you got to think about when it comes to desk management is uh, the function of it. What's it? What's it going to do for everybody? You know, right? Like, it, I've, to, in my mind, I think you've either got to go full blown minimalist like just your keyboard mouse and screen that's oh and that's it and those are the only things you have and if you can if your cubicle isn't already stark white from floor to ceiling then go ahead and paint that the opposite side of that 
is you clutter your desk with so much garbage that everybody thinks you are the busiest man in the whole world. Oh, yeah, right. you got to look like an old-timey newspaper reporter. you got to have, like, stacks of papers, six half-empty coffee cups, uh, which are sometimes called mugs, and, <laughs> uh, you know, pins, pins scattered around, uh, 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 two briefcases... Uh, 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 some so a sandwich wrapper from the deli nearby. Uh, Skittle, uh, empty Skittles bags because uh, busy people eat Skittles. Right. There was a lady uh, that I worked with at the newspaper, one of the newspapers I worked at, who had a jar of candy on her desk, and the deal was, if you came over and took some candy, you had to talk to her, and not was like, that a wait 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 this is not was like that a, a stated deal. This was not like an unwritten social contract. This was a deal vocalized by her. Oh, no. Well, if you're taking some candy, got to stay in chat. Oh, <laughs> I'm so crushingly God. lonely. Please. Yeah. There's a bear trap installed on the table, and if I see you try to pull your hand out of that jar with some sixlets without chatting me <laughs> up first, hey, say so goodbye how, to your paw. So how it's in the jar. Kids? How's that your sugar daddy, huh? How's Let your me tell you about my sugar daddy. How's your family? That must be nice to have that. <laughs> I, basically, all I got are my uh, wrestling tapes that I made in the 80s. I taped a bunch of wrestling. I watched those. And I do have a ferret. I had a ferret. He, he left. He, he ran away. <laughs> he moved away. That's my life. I know, Deborah. It's the same thing you've been telling me for the past 17 weeks. Yeah. Nothing well, has evolved. Well, time to go enjoy these six slits. Thanks for the conversation. <laughs> totally worth it. I'm going to start going to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy my own candy. What about if you put up pictures of everyone else's family? That is a bad idea on 14 discrete levels. I can't see how this could possibly go wrong. Everybody, other people's family that you do work with or that you don't work with? That you do work with. Okay. Just ask if you can photocopy their pictures. Oh. Well, that's the ball game, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just buy frames that already have pictures in them. <laughs> this is me at my eight weddings. Right here? Uh, this is me graduating from high school. Uh, this is my son, Kevin. I love him very much. What this about just my, it, this is me and my whole family in raincoats? As you can see, we love sailing. <laughs> we love to sail. This is uh, my sailing ship. I have a picture of it. <laughs> I built this model of my sailing ship. We take it out. We sail. We sail. Just a big sailing family. <laughs> can you just have empty frames? And then oh if somebody God. asks what happened, just say a terrible tragedy happened. <laughs> Something terrible. <laughs> Ghosts, ghosts took the... Oh, I, somebody traveled back in time and erased my past. <laughs> These used to have really great, beautiful pictures of my children in it. Um, someone traveled back in time and stopped me from meeting what was to be my wife. Yeah. Um, and it was my son, so fuck him. Fuck that kid. <laughs> he's he's imaginary now. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It's very, I'm starting very a charity. If you'd like to donate $20, then you can also have some candy. Put uh, put Just put empty frames up and then have a little post-its on them. Like one will say mother and one will say son. <laughs> to do. Say, find to, a son. Find son. Um, <laughs> that would be great. If somebody came by and were like, why are all these picture frames empty? Stand up and be like, like you just realized. Like, oh, fuck. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> Strap on the time belt and then disappear. You've got to disappear. That's going to be the hard part of this game. You gotta have a TARDIS right next door. Yeah. I'll be right back. Hey, do you have any creative ideas for fundraisers? I'm raising money to spend two years in Nicaragua. Volunteering, and I'm a little short of my goal. Thanks, Eva D. Can you kickstart a, a Nicaragua trip? You can uh, kickstart pretty much. If I wanted to go to Hardee's, but I didn't want to pay, like, the four <laughs> bucks for, for a sandwich of, of sausage and eggs, then... What? I could kickstart that. Let's kickstart a My Brother, My Brother, and Me Hardy's party. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, however much money we get, that's how many people... Well, okay, to start, we need $500,000 to build a Hardy's. What? Mm-hmm. There's a Hardy's in Route 60. <gasps> you guys have Hardy's here? Go get it. We'll need at I least... I gotta go. I, I think we're in pretty good with Andrew WK, so he'll probably cut us a pretty sweet deal to record a version of his song, When It's Time to Party, We Will Party Hard, Ease, the <laughs> my, my, my Brother, My Brother, and Me 
breakfast uh, fundraising <laughs> experience. Like party, we will party hard. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> what are the California raisins doing? Will they come back? <laughs> I will put on a garbage bag and dress like a California raisin for you. This is going to be a really good party. I'm really excited about <laughs> you this. You guys, this is going to be like a super bad party. You're welcome. I went to my super bad party. It was at a Hardee's on Route 60. <laughs> They had little sliders. It was it was awesome. It was a little arty farty. <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, it's Hardee's. It's no Sardis, but it was a Hardee's party. Just uh, don't be don't be tardy. It's oh, for Christ's sake, move on. Get a ride with my friend Marty to the Hardee's party. Next, my friend goof. Marty erased all my pictures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, creative ideas for fundraisers. Um. I think if I saw a grown woman selling lemonade, that would be pretty crazy. <laughs> I think I would probably donate to her because I'd assume she was she she had fallen on hard times. Especially if some of the letters were backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh. And she put like womenade. <laughs> Wait, well, not women. Not, is a not women. Fundraising goal. I actually think you could be arrested for selling womenade on the street. <laughs> uh, excuse me, you got a permit for this womenade? You sound adorable, officer. No, I mean, is lemonade is lemonade is lemonade lemonade sold by women? What is it? I thought it was lemonade sold for women, like made of them. (laughs) (laughs) Like you put a spigot in the side of a woman, and lemonade comes out. It's adorable. It's 100 percent pure, fresh lemonade. This is like I feel like a new energy beverage, a new vitamin water is invented every week, and lemonade is our fucking meal ticket. I know, lemonade is is the it, here's what it's got. It's got a natural balance of electrolytes. It's gonna help sure. you rehydrate. It's also got estrogen because that's something that's in ladies. Here's and what also you do: B12. Yeah, and whatever is in red wine that makes you not get Alzheimer's. <laughs> you you gotta you gotta you take a regular country time lemonade. You cut it with water because vitamin drinks uh, can't taste as good as normal drinks. Right, and then you throw a one a day women's uh, supplement in there. And That's then, so key. And then just a dash of red wine. Just hey guys, can I, let me throw this out. Let me hit you with this. Okay. Okay. The spokesperson Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta for women aid. I now, think we should get I, a woman. That's a brave. That's what? A, that's a brave choice. That seems uh, seems pretty cut and dry. I don't like it. It's too obvious. Um, you you, you know uh, what women these days are so concerned about is uh, osteoporosis. So women aid does have ground up bones in it. Nice. Yeah. So you can nice. get your calcium. It is. It's, it's the chunks that let you know it's working. It does make it a little mealy. It makes it sort of sludge like. Hey guys, what what would you think of this as like a mascot? Uh, the the little animated baby from Ally McBeal. <laughs> I love it. Your biological clock's ticking, and it's counting down to women aid time. Crack mm-hmm. open a fresh women aid with the baby from Ally McBeal and Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. our spokespeoples. Get out of here, baby! You're creeping me out. This is Ray Liotta's voice. <laughs> and they they promised him that they were gonna CGI the baby in later, but they never did. <laughs> See that fucking women aid commercial? I'm Ray Liotta is losing. I'm it. losing my mind over this. No, Look at I him with believe- his little diaper, <laughs> doing that little dance. What do you call that, baby? It's just hey, baby, get back here. Hey, hold this drink for a second, baby. I got a women aid. I got pitch women aid. Gotta sell the people on it. Ray Ooh, get chaka, right, baby? <laughs> Ooh, you like chaka, that? right, baby? Remember that? Remember when you and Pierre McNichol? Oh man, I love that show. This I I feel like women aid idea is gonna make us a lot of money, but in the mean in the meantime, we could make money by going to the money zone. Hey, building a website, dummy. Can't do it on yourself. I don't blame you. I don't know how to build them either. But here's what you need to do. You need to get the all-new Squarespace 6. It's got beautiful new templates. Dummy. It's got drag-and-drop <laughs> interface. It's got responsive design, social media connectivity. You don't know what that means? Tough noogies. Squarespace is going to walk you through it all. They're going to hold your hand and lead you through this forest of web design. So go to squarespace.com, and you can get 10% off. 
by using the offer code MYBROTHER8. No spaces, and in the number eight, MYBROTHER8. 10% off, dumbo. Do 10% it. off. I know you don't know anything from anything, but saving money am good, stupid. Go to squarespace.com and get out of my hair. God, Jesus, guys. I know. If our listeners have had a hard day, you think that's <laughs> going to make it any easier? They can Now they can build a website to cry about it. Okay. It'll be JavaScript. Why Click a that? button to make me cry. <laughs> my, my, I'm an internet baby. I'm an internet baby. My feelings are hurt. Ray oh, Liotta, man. can you see me dancing around? Oh, cuddle me, Ray Liotta. Cuddle me, Ray you Liotta. Nurture. You nurture me, Ray Liotta. I'm an internet baby from Allie McBeal for women. Make all my problems go away, Ray. <laughs> Scoop me up in your arms and rub my soft cheek on your bristle. Protect me from everything that could possibly happen to me, Ray Liotta. Your breath smells like chewed up cigarettes and old whiskey. I love you, Ray Liotta. I'm an internet baby. The f- the macaroids hurt my feelings. Wah, wah, wah. Wrap me up in your old leather coat and drive me. <laughs> we'll watch Wild Hogs together, Ray Liotta. You can tell me what it was like working with Tim Allen. I won't understand the big words. <laughs> you had to slow down. Because oh, I'm a baby. Because I'm an internet baby, Ray. I love you. You're my new dad. Oh, God. Travis, your pile of media you don't like anymore has become a threat to me and others that you love. They're my babies. Leave me alone. <laughs> Will you sell your babies? Yes. <laughs> you go to Abunda Trade for five years. They've been perfecting the media trade-in biz. They take 25% more things than anybody else, and they're going to give you 10% more for your CDs, DVDs, video games, and gadgets like iPhones, iPods, and Androids. So I don't know why you get rid of an Android. Trade-in data. Trade-in data. Get some money. On trade-ins value $25 or greater, you're going to get free shipping, and our listeners can get an extra 10% on their trade-ins. So that's even more uh, money for you. Go to Abundatrade, A-B-U-N-D-A-T-R-A-D-E.com forward slash mybrother.php, and you're going to get that extra 10% on your babies that you used to love and now are money. You want a Yahoo? Yes, this I one do. Was I was in by, about to ask for that. This Yahoo was sent in by Lisa Holofield. Thank you, Lisa. It's by Yahoo Answers user Marley Can Fly with two Y's, who asks, how can I make a homemade engagement ring? I am ready to propose to my girlfriend of over a year, but we're in college, so you can imagine that money is tight. I want to make a ring by Thursday night, which is when I am proposing. It doesn't have to be super fancy, as I know eventually I will buy her something nice. I just need something to show I care and love her. Please help. Smiley face. Hey, bro, you're doing this all wrong. Now, uh, we haven't dealt with this on the show, but uh, one of us just recently went through the very similar process. Yes, I I got engaged a couple weeks ago. Um, And let me tell you, here's the thing, bro. It's real easy to say, like, hey, I made you this ring out of a coat hanger, and I love you. Will you marry me forever? Mm. The point is that you cared enough about it to save up and get this beautiful Wait, ring. Well, it's well, not, it's not so much that. You, you cared enough to make a ring. Yeah. I think it's but more of a, hey, hey, I am a good partner to share your life with because I have enough financial stability to that's purchase this. That's what I'm this. saying. It's that and also to say I've been thinking about this for long enough to save the money. Like, the, I'm truly committed to this idea and not like, hey, you made me a really nice dinner Monday night, so now I'm totally sold on it. Let's do this. I mean, are we talking pipe cleaners? That seems like the number one Get yourself thing. some popsicle sticks. Get popsicle sticks, preferably not the ones with jokes on them. After all, this is a formal event. <laughs> and uh, just wrap up wrap up a, a, a pipe cleaner around like a marshmallow for a, a a gem. Okay. I think that would be beautiful. No, that's good. What about, can I uh, propose just a, uh, no pun intended, just a, like a, how about a ring pop, but you gotta suck it down for a bit oh, or else right. it's just gonna be ostentatious. It's gonna mm-hmm. be gaudy. Too gaudy. She's not Zsa Zsa Gabor. Yeah, Come exactly. Uh, and if they mm-hmm. do make like a, I don't know, like a, do they make like a plain crystal, like rock candy, like a meth flavored ring do, pop? They do. They make a, a flavorless, uh, colorless ring pop. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's tons of flaws in it, so it's yeah. not it's not rated very highly. That's uh, well, that's why you got to suck it down. You got to whittle it. You, you you know, like you do. You know how people whittle diamonds, right? Here's the thing: you old time, you guys sit on a porch with and they whittle down their knife. diamonds with their diamond. They get their knives. laser knife out and they uh-huh. just carve it right exactly. down. Oh, lost my thumb. <laughs> 
<laughs> and also my kneecaps. And also my kneecaps. I hate this laser. <laughs> Why did I start this? Why did I start God, this? I hate my empty life. What your have you ever watched The Real Housewives? Of any state of any of any statehood? No, never. No. Never. In fact, I, I've actively not watched it. I haven't. I sh- uh, let me let me go ahead and set up this this uh, thing I'm about to say by saying I have not either. But I bet you, if you got one of them, a like a ring that you had, a, like a a ring shaped piece of construction paper that you had cut out and said, "Will you marry me?" They would throw you off the premises of wherever right. it is that they live. Now, okay, but what we haven't caught, taken into consideration is maybe this guy is a blacksmith. Right. That maybe he's actually oh, smelting good. a ring. Okay, maybe he owns like a blood diamond mine. Sure, right. Uh-huh. I do like that in his question, he specifies that it doesn't need to be fancy, <laughs> as though by Thursday he's going to learn metallurgy. <laughs> yeah. I don't need anything. It doesn't need to look store-bought. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, it'll be electroplated, but other than that. Right. Oh, I only have access to cubic zirconia, so. Now, if you like learned how to make rings yeah and you actually like put the work into that like took a class or something you know you went to the museum and you took a class on ring making ring ring ringistry you took a class on ringistry and then you made the ring that's special because it wasn't something you wanted to do by thursday yeah yeah well i and you know i'll say this having just done it after i did it after i actually like bought you know a nice somewhat for me expensive ring i felt really adult i feel like i'd really earned it and deserved to propose to my girlfriend you know because i was an adult now and, and i could pay for a ring that an adult would get what was that so there what losers. was what was that? i've been googling furiously for like two and a half minutes what was that toy and it was like a it's like an easy bake oven but in metal t- maker metal maker yeah was i that- believe so is that really? But I don't think you made rings. I think you just made tiny dragon and wizard figurines. You got <laughs> you got to propose to your your girlfriend. It was this, it was like an easy bake oven, except you put little pewter balls in it, and it would melt the pewter balls down into whatever shape. No, a metal molder. That was it. Metal molder. Um, I don't know. I think you could probably. Yes, it was metal molder. You could make something like that work. I feel like I feel like they probably made a ring shaped thing, and then maybe if you get fancy, you could stick a wizard on it. Yeah. And then you put little rhinestones in the wizard's stick eyes. Stick a wizard on it. You stick a, a wizard, wizard on, on it, it, and you put the gemstones in his eyes. And then, just fill him with the gemstones. And then, he, and then the person knows how much you love him. Oh, honey, you sought out a 1995 metal boulder, and you made me a wizard ring. How did we think that was a good idea for our kids? How did we I not think that those, there was just going to be? I made a thousand wizards. And you were the only them. child in the whole country who didn't fucking Johnny Tremaine themselves right away. <laughs> Fuck, you beat me to giant Tremaine. <laughs> Damn it. You you opened that door just so you could say giant Tremaine, right? Sometimes hey, I sometimes I do sometimes I do that for hey, myself. Hey kids, read a fucking book. Johnny Tremaine is a book. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. God, read it. Just read it. I, I swear to God, last week our, our listeners were smart. I don't know what happened. It's like it, I don't know what happened. They listen to our show too much and now they're dumb. I guess. Hey brothers, I have a pressing issue. My best friend. Started dating a girl last year. She seems to make him happy, and that's great. Here's the problem. I really dislike her. It's not that she's uh, bitchy or mean to me most of the time. It's just that I don't like her personality. They often ask me to hang out with him and a few other friends of ours. My question is this. Should I not hang out with him and so not see my best friend? Or should I still hang out with him and just grin and bear her company? Please, brothers, I need advice. That's from Reverse Jesse's Girl. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I'm starting to learn, and I'm coming to accept this, that as an adult that exists in society, I don't get to play that game anymore. Like, I used to think, I don't like this person, so it's completely within my rights to make it obvious to them that I don't like them, and I never have to talk to them, and I never have to see them. And then, you know, you have friends that start dating people, and you get jobs, and you, you know, have kids that start dating people, and then all this stuff gets added into your life that you can't control anymore and you gotta learn the scale of grinning and bearing it yeah it's a great trick uh, uh, like washing your hands with somebody is a great trick that you can do like five times mm-hmm. and then you wake up and you're like ah, I'm alone and it really only works till somebody else says hey what's your problem with that person and suddenly the scrutiny makes it no longer uh, an available if option if you ever watch Lost you'll know that 
if you spend enough time with somebody that you at first really hate, mm-hmm. you may get to really like them and perhaps even fall in love with them. Or like Jack and Sawyer. Or possibly right. they're an evil ghost. <laughs> okay. What if? But if she's an evil ghost, don't you want to unearth that and save your friend the indignity? <laughs> the embarrassment, the of, embarrassment dating an evil ghost? of having dated an evil ghost? Mm-hmm. That's what no one ever tells you in that story where they like the guy picks up the hitchhiking girl and then as he passes her grave she disappears and then he just feels so embarrassed. Oh boy, <laughs> I am such a dumbo. Not again. Get it together, Chuck. <laughs> I was already planning Christmas dinner. Damn it. <laughs> How many times is this, Chuck? <laughs> Idiot. This is just what Mother warned you about. <laughs> um, I yeah. This isn't your. Tough, like tough, tough T. Yeah, you gotta deal with it. You if you ever it. send us an email and the question is, he's very happy, but like, just erase the email and then go, go play Nintendo or something. Go do something else. You gotta. It's like if you really care about this, this dude. That's what you want. For, like that's the goal. You want him to be happy. If he's mm-hmm. happy. Great. Unless the end of the sentence is, but I don't think he should be doing as much heroin as he's doing. <laughs> right. But then you can step supply in. him with HMs. Yeah. Unless right. this woman unless this woman is like shooting sweet, sweet H into his arm every night as she sings him to sleep. She she has uh uh she has bullied him emotionally into forming a radical to semi radical hate group. Yeah. <laughs> but he seems to be enjoying himself. Uh, that is a condition under which. But, like, I mean, seriously, who knows? Maybe you'll get to like her. Maybe you won't. News flash about growing up, you're not going to like most people. Yeah. <laughs> I There's 6 billion people on Earth. I know, like, 20 of them. And here's the thing is you're not saying, I started dating this girl and I don't like her. You're not involved in this. You don't right. get to make this decision process. You just got to hang in there. And, may, and, like, even if you don't like, if she's hurting him, that's one thing. But... If if it's just that you don't dig her personality, like suck it up. Tough. <laughs> I love you because you listen to our show, and maybe you're a donor to Max Fun. In <laughs> which case, you're right. God, <laughs> ugh. That is but, a service we provide. We can yeah, tell yeah. you that the bad life decisions that you're making for are only twenty dollars actually... a month, we can totally reinforce your behavior. Yeah, right. But no, it's it's it's. I mean, you you might get grow to like her. You might see if you like this guy and he sees something in her. Maybe, um, and maybe she doesn't like you. And maybe that's why she's acting the way she's acting. And here's some other practical advice that I just know from studying acting. If you fake it enough, you will eventually grow to like her. If you grin and bear it enough, if you hang out with them and you pretend to have a good time and try to convince yourself that she's great, eventually you'll at least grow to tolerate her, which is better than what it sounds like Uh, you're at now. And note to uh, those listening at home, especially the young'uns, if someone says to you, here's something I learned from acting, usually you don't want to do the next yeah. thing you say. <laughs> fact, no, but what I said was good. What's fun <laughs> is you can things. actually usually do the opposite to, to <laughs> great benefit to your life and health. Here's something I learned on the floorboards on the stage. <laughs> when I was trotting the boards, as we say, in the limelight. <laughs> you just, you just find as I was practicing the bard. Near, you just find the nearest sharp thing and put it in them somewhere. <laughs> I need a place to store this in you. Hey, hold this in your tummy. Thanks. <laughs> Christ. Cool. Hey, you want another question? Yes. Another real one? Uh, I've recently started my first office job, and I've noticed something unusual. I attend several meetings each week and frequently hear my coworkers use expressions I've never heard before. For example, I'm not here to cut down the bush and throw it in the fire. <laughs> I'm not here to put the elephant on the table and attack it. What? We're up to our eyeballs in alligators, <laughs> and there's a little hair on that. <laughs> I'm going to go over these again because they're fantastic. I'm not here to cut down the bush and throw it in the fire. Not a real thing. Not a thing. I'm not going to put the elephant on the table and attack it. Physically <laughs> physically improbable. Do you no. work at a zoo? I <laughs> if so, that totally works. We're up to our eyeballs in alligators. <laughs> Again, and there's zoo. a little ha- and, and uh, finally there's a little hair on that. Uh, I understand these in context, but they seem weird to me. I also find that others pick up on them and start using them too. Am I missing something? And these are common expressions. Any ideas about a new 
weird expression I could try introducing into the workplace. That's from Oblivious in Ontario. Okay, there are two equally awesome situations you've stumbled onto here. One, you work at the coolest place ever, and people are just coming up with this stuff. Yeah. Two, you work at the coolest place ever, and people are fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> Before each meeting, they say, no, which one are we going to use today? Oh, there's a little hair on that? Let's do it. Is it possible that this is just someone sending back their lunch order? <laughs> There's a little hair on this. I can't. Uh, is that a new phrase? Listen, I, I, I hate to be a bother, and I, I really don't want to put the elephant on the table and attack it. But um, you forgot the Swiss, so. So, pardon me. Uh, I, I listen. Think... I, I ordered the crocodile, and then we are up to our eyeballs and alligators. <laughs> does, it, does this person work in the outback? Is this? <laughs> these all sound. They sound outbacky to me, and that might just be like racism. Do you th- are you saying the restaurant outback steakhouse? No, I mean the outback of the great uh, the great country continent, uh, which is Australia. Australia, uh, you know what that country continent stuff? You know that there's other countries. Oh in that come continent? on! I know, I didn't know. I found out there are. Sure, just Papua- like there's other countries in North America. Papua New Guinea. Yeah. That's in Australia. Yeah. What? Did you know this? I didn't know that. Everyone knew it. Everyone's Fiji it. in there? I tricked you. Everyone knew it. Uh, I, I think that you, we should be able to help this person. You could say, let's thump, let's thump this melon. Let's we thump say, this melon. We say that. Yeah. Just steal stuff from us. Mm-hmm. We say a bunch of dumb stuff that we forget about. We say a bunch of fun. Uh, we say a bunch of shit that's not real. Shit. Ra- Rachel Google. We used to say we say scrowdy row all the time in reference to a thing that's not the nicest that it could possibly be. Yeah, it's a little scratty row. Uh, and Rachel heard me say that and said, that's not a real thing. And I said, it definitely is. And then Googled it. And the only result was a joystick post that Justin had written like four years ago. <laughs> so it is an invented. It is it is not real. Uh, uh, yeah. So I now as far as adopting these phrases, I, that would make me a little nervous because I can't imagine an office where someone said, like, I'm just going to come up with like a few different things and see how long before the new hires start using them. Mm. In which case, that's kind of cool and you're playing along, but like, I would make sure that the, those are going around elsewhere. Maybe you need to be at a certain level of the office to be able to use those. Like, you're like, yeah, there's a little hair on that, and like, whoa, that's whoa. a middle management thing. Right, that's kind um, of our thing. We've earned that because we've been here for a while. Is it, now here's the thing. Throughout time, and and the English language, none of none of our idioms were just there. All of them had to be invented at some point. So Correct. somebody had to say, like, let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Hold on. Else had to go, what the fuck? Does this person maybe work at, like, an idiom factory? That's what I'm saying. Maybe you're in a think tank that's just there to come up with idioms. Your your real job is is a ruse. It's not a real, like, yeah, we make, being, the, yeah. we make the little things that hold the toilet paper in bathrooms. You're not. There's plenty of people who already do that. You're Check. currently being Truman showed. You are being mm-hmm. Truman showed, and you've got to come up. You are under a lot of pressure right now to come up with idioms that, that we can pass on to our children. Let's just put it this way. If you don't start coming up with some of your own, it's show and prove time. You may have to uh, hit the bricks. Yeah. yeah. Or now, else you're uh, going to be like a puppy on a skateboard on a boat. Listen, you are up to your eyeballs and alligators right now, and you need to get it together. Yeah, I I am exposed in our in my job. I am exposed to um, a sort of surprising amount of corporate speak, the kind of language I never thought I would hear growing up, and uh, probably, like lewd, like curse words. No, like, like adult, like, like adult language. No, like synchronize. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 synergy. Now I heard a, I heard one for the first time this last summer. Uh, we were at a game developer's uh, studio, and they were going to show us some secret stuff. And they referred to it as opening the kimono. Now, if you have not, excuse me, if you have not heard this expression, it's ghoulish. And <laughs> there is a great temptation to say, "I'm going to start saying that." Don't. What's What's <laughs> under the? Com- Does that mean they're inviting you to a swinger party? Who, I'm going to. Who listen, wants we to just see you guys here? We're just going to open the kimono, just show you. And that's like it's an expression for like show you everything and this is like a business thing who like, wants to see thing. mario's penis <laughs> we're gonna open the kimono and happy ending because that's on special order today is mario and wario's penis two penises at once underneath this sweet kimono i tell you what if you're at home and you've heard a cool business expression a business idiom being thrown around at your office send it to us 
Maybe we'll read some next week. Most of our uh, most of our business terminology that we use in in at uh, my current employer Polygon are just uh, things that we started joking about and then started saying unironically. Mm-hmm. So like we, I heard uh, the guys on You Look Nice today say Blue Sky Solutioneering. Started saying it as a goof, and now we say it for real. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. we just actually say, I, let's blue sky solution near this. Yeah. And- we often refer to ourselves as solutionaristas at, at work because we've got to <laughs> figure out problems. And I wish that that was not yeah. true. Like, if, if I come up with, like, a really good idea at work, sometimes I'll call it, like, the final solution. <laughs> I'm dying. You son of a bitch. All right. I I don't want to do this podcast. Anymore. I don't I'm, either. I don't think anybody else does too. I'm done with it. This has been my brother, my brother, me. It's an advice show for the modern era. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry it got hostile. Um, but uh, but I do want to I do want to thank everybody for for uh, tweeting about the show. Uh, Mike Kloss, Noah, uh, Anna Ang, Anna Meyer, uh, Brian Wildsmith, Grant Buell, as, as always. Our dear friend Michael Maney. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out his NBMBM uh, origin comic, uh, we we posted a link to it. Man, it's beautiful. Make sure you. Uh, how so about that that Doc Curmudgeon art? Our our dad's oh, uh, yeah. comic comic column, uh, Doc Curmudgeon. He did a piece of art with uh, all of us and our our significant others in it. And Th- it's it's really dope. Thank you to Dan Rubenstein, Samuel Doran. Stoic Romance, Wicked Cheap, Bursar, K Greekness. And Rocky Horror is working on the next My Brother, My Brother, and Me mixtape. So if you have any suggestions or requests, make sure you tweet at him at Rocky Horror. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is it going to have Skrillex in it, you think, this time? I don't know. I think he might do some dubstep breaks. Good. Maybe trip step. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Griffin, did you want to thank anybody? Um, I want to thank, of course, John Roderick, The Long Winters, for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. I also want to thank John Roderick for the fruit basket he sent me. It was lovely. Did he really? Um, yeah. What he the heard fuck? I got engaged. He heard I got engaged, and he was like, hey, congratulations. Every week. Kiwis in there. Every week. I, I push albums from that guy. And I don't, that's, ugh. That's Maybe it. He just, is it possible he just doesn't like you? I'm cutting off the gratitude train. No, I'm. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it going. I'm sorry. Uh, make sure to listen to all the other Max Fun podcasts. Stop podcasting yourself, Bullseye, uh, Throwing Shade, uh, Jordan Jesse Go. All those. All those hit shows. Um, and tune in next week because uh, I'm going to be the most jet lagged that any human being has ever been in the history of mankind, and it's going to so be probably sure it's going to be real fun to listen to. I bet. Catch that. Uh, and anyway, Griffin, I believe you have one more question for us, something for us to grow on. Yeah, something sure. Something for us to ponder, sure. chew yeah, on. Yeah, this one was sent in by Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. It's by Yahoo Answers user Tanya, who asks, Eel Hell, has he gone crazy? <laughs> oh, sorry, one more time? Eel Hell, has he gone crazy? <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart, hey. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart, man. These girls are smart. Three stacks. These girls are smart. Play your part. <laughs> <laughs>